0: You know, I'm almost certain at this point that this world is a computer simulation. Like, the more I think about it, the more nothing else seems to make any sense at all. Unless you consider the possibility of this being a computer simulation. Because uh, so many random things happen, and it's like, where did that come from? And how how on earth this change could lead to this change and this choice could lead to this change and it's it's just mad you're listening to somewhere in the universe um i am chample's constant thank you so much for joining me and uh i'm taking a walk on a saturday afternoon and thinking i need to get this show going again for the second season of the original Doctor Who to talk about it. And then I'm like, did the first season exist? Did we do the... Did we actually do the first season of the show? As a part of this show? Or was that just in my mind? Like, was that something I imagined? And those episodes don't actually exist. Maybe... Maybe, you know, even though the BBC erased some of their episodes and maybe some of my episodes got erased too because nothing seems real (sighs) I don't know I don't know what to think but I do know that the first story of the second season of the original uh, classic Doctor Who is uh, Planet of Giants and that aired in 1964 sometime I uh I don't know. I'm not sure what the dates were, and I can't be bothered to check right now. But uh, yeah, so in my in my personal history, uh, last week I did a radio free shambles, which I released last Saturday. Um, I thought it went pretty well. Talked about welcome back Cotter and stuff, and um, then I compiled. A, a new bumper chain cosmic episode which uh, I just kept adding to it <laughs> I just kept finding more stuff to add and I'm like that sounds pretty good and well this could lead into this kind of nicely and this is a fun little abrupt switch from one kind of thing to another and next thing you know I had seven hours and 40 minutes <laughs> I thought that feels right now I'll take a day of rest and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, I I listened to it. I listened to the entire thing. And uh, I really liked it. It's called Axiom Schema. I think that's going to be the tone for the bumper chain Cosmics going forward. Um, I don't have to do a regimented weekly release schedule. Um, of, you know, like three hour episodes, roughly. But see those kids over there they're probably not even real they're probably a simulation I've never seen those kids before that doesn't make any sense I've lived here for years never seen those kids at all (laughs) she's not actually yelling at them because she doesn't exist either okay bye non-existent person so um okay so anyway (laughs) planet of giants um so far in this uh rewatch marathon extravaganza I've watched the first episode There's my text message coming in from my wife I bet No from my mom leaving home she's on her way I need to let her know okay see you soon Let's do that Uh no where my uh, where is it hmm see you soon. There you go. Um, At this point in the show, Carol Ann Ford, who played Susan, had decided to call it a day and leave the show soon. But uh, first, I guess she had a few episodes to, to Burn in her contract or something happened Uh, They didn't want to just write her off You know They wanted to give her a good send off Which we'll get to soon But This is not that send off just yet Planet of Giants Starts out They're in the TARDIS And the Doctor's wearing this really cool cloak Which uh, I think he wore in the Ring of Terror At some point But I'm not sure, and again, I can't be bothered to go back and check. But uh, it's the Doctor and Ian and Barbara and Susan, original cast, original um, TARDIS crew of the series. And uh, they're in mid-flight and somehow the ship doors open. And Susan starts panicking because that's what she does. Uh, Hence the reason why Caroline Ford wanted to leave the show because they weren't giving her a lot of character development beyond what she'd originally been promised didn't really pan out so well so she's all panicking and yeah, Ian, Barbara and Susan all trying to um, force the doors closed again and they managed to get them closed but with the uh, the dimensional um, properties of the ship they uh, they find that uh, when they land, which they don't figure out for a while, and they probably should figure out sooner than they do, but the TARDIS gets shrunken down. And um, the characters are about, about an inch tall, roughly. and. Uh, they leave the ship, and like I say, at first they they don't realize that that's the case. They don't realize that they've shrunken down. This just looks like a weird, sweeping landscape with all these, uh you know, this very tall concrete path of some sort that just is like. But they've seen weird things going on before on different planets. You know, they've, they've seen like uh, animals made of weird stuff. And, uh, you know and uh there's they're just thinking well maybe this is just uh let's just see what's going on It's just crazy and uh the doctor for some reason uh, first off he like when they're trying to figure out what's going on before they know all that they're still in the console room they're like what's going on we don't understand you know and the doctor for some reason gets pissed off so he's like he's like it's like, you, you, why don't you understand this? Don't you, know, don't you get time travel? <laughs> you know, when he doesn't even know what's really going on. And then, funnily enough, when he apologizes, he only apologizes to Barbara, not Ian. But he's like, I'm sorry, my dear. That was very rude of me. You know, you look very pretty in that dress. You know, <laughs> he's just like, all freaking, you know, charming, charming old Time Lord bastard guy. And uh, she's like... She's like, okay, it's fine. Whatever, no big deal. And what's going on? I don't know. (laughs) So... They're roaming around. They decide to explore. They decide to split up and explore. For some reason. And the doctor suggests that he go with Barbara. And that Ian Ian and Susan go off together. Which I think... I don't know. I think he's got a crush on Barbara at this point. You know, the way he's acting. But... So... That doesn't last very long. Pretty soon they come back together again. But in the meantime, Ian ends up climbing into this big, huge box for some reason. And then he gets carried away. And we, we discover that, uh, he's in, um, a matchbook, matchbox, matchbook. He's in a matchbox and, um, he gets carried off to the front of this house um in this big yard and there's two guys standing there and after all this time of like we've seen like these giant ants and uh, a huge earthworm and stuff you know and we're like damn this is like that movie that honey i shrunk the kids only before honey i shrunk the kids and i think there are other shows back in the day wasn't there like an irwin allen show back in the day that was like this and you know and it was actually the uh, original plot line to the very first story they were gonna do where TARDIS crew gets shrunken down in the you know like in Ian's lab or something before they even go into outer space and inner time and stuff and uh, so these two guys are talking and they have a really boring conversation because you just want to know more about what's going on with the doctor and them, you know, being all shrunken down. But nope, nope. These guys are going to talk about this uh, business thing, and, the, you know, this Forester's guy has this new pesticide called DN6, and it's going to revolutionize the whole bug killing community. And the other guy, um, Pharaoh, try trying to talk him out of it. He's like, it's very dangerous. It's dangerous. And then it ends up with, um, Forrester shooting Pharaoh and the travelers who are again, like an inch tall, think it's like some huge bomb or something that's gone off uh, and you know, and it leads, you know, and this, this whole plot line with the DN six and all this, I, I mean. It is an explanation why there are so many dead bugs and no living bugs. Like they, it's easier, I think, and from a production standpoint, than making the insect world f- teeming with life. And they would have had to, like, uh, figure out a way to animate. Like, if they did it now with CGI or, like, uh, whatever, um, it, it would have been like show the I Kids or <laughs> something else like a video game but um, no it's not it's basically just uh, they had to make an excuse for there being no living um, beetles and ants and stuff crawling around so but we hit the cliffhanger and uh, they are confronted by dun 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 a cat and you just get this close-up of a cat like the extreme close-up of like a cat's face and then it dissolves into like ending credits <laughs> that's the end of the first episode so it's a good start it's 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 intriguing um there is a sequence where ian's walking past the face of the corpse of the guy just, just got shot and he just seems really nonchalant about it. He's just like, yeah, okay. But it's a really eerie looking shot. You know, but he's just walking along going, um, all right, well, this happened. <laughs> so it's just so bizarre, so bizarre. So anyway, good, good starter to a story. And this um, trivia note about this particular story, it's a three-parter. You don't get a lot of three-parters in Doctor Who history. But uh, this particular one, it's because uh, it was supposed to be a four-parter and they decided that it dragged too much. I don't know why they decided that for that particular one, because we've certainly had other stories that dragged and they went ahead and left them like six-parters or whatever. But, you know, they decided this could be, like the last two episodes could be combined into one. So it's now just a three-parter. Um... And uh, the DVD release that came out years ago has a reconstructed version of that missing episode that you can watch. And I remember watching it thinking, yeah, in a way it is kind of, it does kind of drag, but also it does answer some things that, that they, uh, the eventual broadcast... Does not answer so well, and I right now I can't remember what those things were, but I'm sure we will get to them. I may or may not rewatch that recon. I don't know. It might depend on if I find, find the DVD or if I just am watching it on Brit BritBox. Then I'll just be stuck with the the three-parter for BritBox if I can't find the four-parter or if I can't find the DVD. So that's all for now. I'm going to return to my simulated simulation life and wait for my mom to get here. And we're gonna go get groceries or something. So I'll be back. Shrinking down, shrinking down. To one inch tall Shrinking down to one inch tall I don't know how to Explain it at all oh, Gonna try to finish that story Today Well okay It's a couple days after I recorded that last bit Saying that I was going to Do the rest of this one t- On that day <laughs> So I guess I kind of lied to you it's- I didn't really do that, but um, I am finishing it up today, Wednesday, October 4th, and actually uh, I even left work early in order to do it, I, I've been doing overtime hours anyway, so I had a little bit of time that I could flex, so, um, so I just finished watching the second episode of Planet of Giants, which is called Dangerous Journey, and uh, oh man, is it ever, is it ever a dangerous journey if you're an inch tall? Um, yeah, so uh, so they they get away from the cat because the cat just like loses interest, <laughs> like turns around and walks away. But you know, and then before too long, they get split off from one another again. And like the doctor and Susan and are together, and then Ian and Barbara end up climbing into this briefcase, which gets carried into this house, which has a big laboratory in it. Um presumably the laboratory where they they've been making the the DN6 um or working on it or perfecting it or something but uh you know so and they've been you know they've been thrown around in the briefcase and like a paperclip hit um Barbara in the leg and hurt her real bad because it was you know it's really a big it's a really big metal object to to when you're an inch tall and um so they you know they end up they're inside and the doctor and Susan are still outside but they climb into this big pipe like they're they're for whatever reason like they're climbing they're trying to get away you know from from the you know whatever's going on these people and stuff and they cuz they've heard it you know and uh, um, I mean, you know the cat screwed it all up The cat got got everybody all turned around and stuff but uh, the doctor and Susan climb all the way up through this pipe, and they they end up um, in a sink, um, you know. And and their their voices are like echoing, and you know they're, but they're on like a different frequency. So that no matter how loud they yell, nobody can hear them. Like that's that's the thing. Like the the traveler, they're like, well, could we could we just get um, some of the people to help us somehow? It's like no, no, we we. There's no way we could get their attention for one thing. And then what the hell are they going to do? Like, what would you do? Like, if you saw like these little people that are an inch tall, you know, what the hell would you do with them? Like, (laughs) I'd be creeped out. Like, what the hell? Like, what the, you know, and I'd be like, you know, some people might just like swat them just to be a dick. (laughs) And um, so uh, anyway, they, you know, they find Ian and Barbara find these seeds, like this little pile of seeds. And uh, Barbara puts her hands on him and is like, what the hell? And then, you know, Ian looks at it and is like, whoa, there's, there's some kind of, like, insecticide or something on there. Like, he figures out, he's it's like, it's like, man, that must be, I w-, you know. And, then, like, like he, he mentions it not knowing that she put her hands on it. And she's sort of, like, trying to wipe him off and stuff. And he, like, keeps rubbing it in over, like, the next couple of scenes that they're in where he's like, he's like, uh. Wow, you know that stuff must be pretty lethal to to insects. Um, you know, it's like I, I'd hate to have my hands on that because that would be real. And he's like, "What's the matter?" And she's like, oh, "Nothing." <laughs> she just doesn't tell him um, that that she's got her hands on the you know on the on this these uh, insecticide coated seeds. But she's like, just you know, kind of wringing her hands and stuff and. At one point, she's like, you know, Ian, I've got to tell you something, and, and then he gets distracted by, by uh, you know, some other noises, and uh, right as she's like, put her hands on his, you know, and then he's like, what were you gonna say? She's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> <It's> so freaking, <laughs> so freaking weird, you know. It was like, think that like, she she would have like, uh, you know, decided like, all right, I need to come clean and let you know. And, uh, you know, then they, they end up over, you know, up above, like, you know, above the sink and they're, they're looking, they're looking down it and they're like, what the hell, you know, to which you think that might be good for Barbara. She could wash her hands, but, uh, you know, how she's supposed to control the, the faucet. I mean, it's (laughs) it's too big for her to move. And it just seems like, you know, it's beyond all comprehension, you know? but then the doctor was like uh was like yeah Susan nobody can hear us you know maybe dogs could um like you you really want a dog to hear you right now um the cat was freaky and then you know at one point Barbara sees like a a, a giant fly and she just stops and like stares at it she's like and then she just faints <laughs> it's like shit um luckily um you know the the good thing about it is that uh that when the people came in when uh you know uh uh what's the name forrester and um Smithers this is this other guy that' we're, that's working on the d n six project and they've been working long hours and um you know now they're in you know they're in this they're in cahoots in this thing together because Forrester sho- shows uh Smithers Faraday's body and he's, you know, Faraday or yeah, um, Smithers figures out what's going on, you know, and, um, that, uh, Forrester killed the guy, but it's like, you know, now he's, now they're in too deep here and he's going to have to, to, you know, go in with Cause like he thinks that, that this insecticide is going to, um, kill off all the locusts and then, um, you know he wants to help all the starving people and <laughs> you're like hang on a minute i think there's uh, <laughs> there's more going on here if we're going to start shooting people to 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 protect our secret there's something there's something very wrong here um <laughs> you must know that this shit is not to be trifled with you know and uh you know and that that would that would mess up the ecosystem too like you, you know you, you start killing off like all the locusts and all the other insects and stuff that they have a job they're supposed to do and they you know but (laughs) so when they came in the fly flew away and then the fly landed on the seeds and died instantly which that's another one that Ian's like he's like this that fly must have died instantly from that lethal insecticide man that shit must be potent, you know. And Barbara's like, ah, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, you know. And so the doctor and Susan are in the sink, um, and you know they they hear the people and they're like, quick, climb down into the sink. <laughs> like, so they climb down into the sink, and then like, uh, um, you know, uh, Forrester, I think it is, has uh, touched the the insecticide too, and he's like, well, I'll just wash my hands. Everything's fine so he washes his hands and then you know he uh, you know goes to to pull the stopper out of the sink to like uh, drain the water and you know the doctor and and Susan are in the sink where the water is going to be um it's gonna drown them that's a problem that's a big problem it's a, it's a big big problem <laughs> You know, and it all sounds absurd. And they mention in the episode that it's the whole thing is just absurd. Um, you know, all the, these dangerous things that uh, that they're they're risking their their lives because of like uh, of like a, a fly and you know stuff like like a cat and stuff like that. You know, I had a laugh, and the doctor's like, you know, don't make eye contact with the cat, whatever you do. So. All right, so I'm going to finish off this last episode, and then I'll finish off this episode. Wait, let me try that again. I will watch the final episode of Planet of Giants, which is called Crisis. That's the one that that uh, there was originally it was originally two episodes, like Crisis and the Urge to Live, and they got uh, they got all compiled into one episode called Crisis. So we'll, we'll see if it seems like you know there's a lot missing or, or whatever. I know there's a I know there's a phone call involved. There's a phone call and the the travelers are trying to talk on the phone, you know, this giant phone. I I do I do remember that. So, I'll be right back. Okay. Smithers looks kind of like Jack Benny. Well, we'll get go ahead. Just wanted to say that. Okay. And I just finished this harrowing adventure. Wolf. Back it up. What? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm gonna... I need to take a drive. Oh, the bus is dropping some kids off, so now I gotta wait for the bus to get out of the way before I can get off of my street. Okay, there it goes. Oh, no, it's coming this way. Great. Um... I'll just I'll get all the way over oh, God. <laughs> anyway so, yeah so we finished planet of Giants the ninth story of the series and uh, the first story of the second season of the original show and uh, see so, yeah, I, uh, I don't know I I, I didn't bother to, to watch the reconstructed episode, episodes, I guess, actually, to see what difference it would make. Um, the episode, there are a couple of abrupt spots where I was like, what the hell happened there? Um, apparently, so like, uh, they try to make a, a phone call, like they try to get on the phone after they escape from the sink. <laughs> Uh, what happens is the doctor and Susan are stuck in the sink, right? And they they climb into the overflow pipe part of it. And the water does not uh, run. There's not enough water running through to go into the overflow pipe so they're safe. And uh, Ian and Barbara climb down into the sink at about the same time that... Uh, the doctor and Susan are climbing out of the sink so it's a it's a fun little reunion there for them <laughs> but then they 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 make it to the phone that is in the lab and you know the way they they're like okay what we need to do is so basically they they prop up both uh, ends of the receiver with corks with the, you know big to them they're really big corks and um, and then it, it goes to the switchboard operator, and they're just yelling, like, <laughs> the doctor, hey, whoa! Okay, so the car in front of me just, like, we were stopped at a stoplight, and the car in front of me ju- just suddenly decided to go again. And you heard the people honking and stuff. Um, I was smart enough to not follow that idiot. He just, like, straight out, meow. <laughs> People are so stupid. I don't know why he decided, like, it would almost have made more sense for him to just run the stoplight in the first place. You know, like you're driving along and you miss. But, like, obviously he knew it was a stoplight and it was red. And then he decided to go on out, you know, whatever. So, yeah, that could have been a bit of a wreck that would have happened right in front of me and you would have heard it. And, oh, it would have been this whole thing. This whole um brouhaha 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 Brouhaha. so uh, as the doctor uh ian and susan are trying to to place the phone call and talk to the switchboard operator um and barbara's really tired like doctor's like yeah i think barbara's a little bit uh under the weather at the moment (laughs) um so she's gonna sit this one out the rest of us can you but they're yelling can you hear us can, get us to the police <laughs> it's like they're trying to do anything that they can to you know alert somebody to this dn6 and get the murderer arrested and all this stuff and it does absolutely no good it's like all that effort and it does no good whatsoever um Because, like, all you hear the operators are like this because they're on, you know, their their size difference means that they're on different frequencies, basically. And they're like, and their voices to the operator probably sound like, so, but, um, you know, the switchboard operator apparently there's like a whole bunch of business that happened with the switchboard operator and some other guy um, in that office that was cut. From from the uh, broadcast episode, and is uh, reconstructed in these uh, recons that were put onto the DVD. Um, And on that DVD, they they uh, they got like this, uh, you know, Doctor Who super super fan named Ian Levine, um, you know, finagled this uh, studio that was making the DVD into like. Hiring all like these these uh, voice actors and you know to impersonate all of the kids. You know, there's this guy John Guiler that uh, does uh, the William Hartnell voice and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you know, they get a bunch of he gets a bunch of impersonators to do just to put together this reconstruction of what it would have been like had the story remained as a four-parter and. Um, I looked back at my written review from a few years ago, from after I had watched the DVD, and my conclusion at the time was that it didn't really add a whole lot. Like there was a lot of filler that was cut. Like it was basically a good decision to keep it, you know, or to make it a three-parter instead of a four-parter, because otherwise there was a lot of filler and it dragged and stuff like that. So I'm just going to go along with that, that you know, opinion that I had back then, and say that you know, aside from maybe maybe it cleared up a couple of things because there's some stuff that, um, seems to go quickly. And, and also I'm, I'm doing overtime. So, um, I'm on about like, uh, let's see. I, I, uh, I've been working a couple extra hours each day for the most part. Um, so today I, I unworked part of that (laughs) by leaving early, but still I haven't had much sleep. Like, uh, in the last like three nights, so so I'm sitting there watching the 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 crisis episode of Planet of Giants, and I had a couple of moments where I sort of like you know my eye my eyelids kind of drooped, and then I'm like, oh wait, where, where are they now? So I'm not entirely sure. So it might be due to that as well, but uh, I, I don't really feel the need. To describe, like I've been doing, I know I've been doing on these episodes, I've been like, you know, describing, um, you know, at some length uh, what what is happening, you know, like the the, the plot and stuff like that. And um, I'm trying to get away from that a little bit and not and not tell the whole thing because I don't really think for review you don't really need the whole thing necessarily. But part of the fun of it is to. to Talk it out, and you know, say where the plot kind of falls, or you know, something doesn't make sense, or you know, or just even just, uh, well, our characters have gotten into another predicament. <laughs> you know? Okay, you are loud boy, and um, but their their next decision is what they're gonna do. Is uh, they're gonna blow up the DN six because like they've like they've decided like the doctor is now pretty much past his mode of you know like his first season thing of oh we got to get away you know (laughs) like they could have got away in the TARDIS a lot sooner this time you know and and try to figure out a way to, to. Get back into the proper dimension, so they're the right size again. But no, he says, okay, this insecticide is bad. It's going to be destructive to the ecology and all this kind of stuff. And so we gotta we gotta stop this from happening. So they're gonna start a fire, and this is what they do. They start a fire to blow up the insecticide, cause like this, this big explosion. Um, they blow up the insecticide, um, and. Uh, You know that's kind of the way that they got out of their very first um, adventure—an unearthly child when they uh, started a fire to prove that they could start a fire and get away from the the cavemen. So apparently, the doctor decided. You know, he even says something in this like, uh, "We got to cause some trouble." (laughs) It's like, yes, that's the doctor I know and love. We got to cause some trouble. We're gonna start. Oh, we can start a fire. That's what we'll do. And they're like. Okay, you, you're the Time Lord. You know? <laughs> so they, they blow up the stuff, and I guess they blow up... I guess it... I don't know. I think it blows up in Forrester's face, if I'm not mistaken on that. But, uh, you know, so that uh, everything's going to be okay now. And then I close my eyes, and then I open them again. And, the you know, our friends are back in the ship. Um, oh, there was another situation where... They had, they had mentioned again How you shouldn't touch the seeds And this time the doctor was like Was like, was like, I was like Yeah you, you really shouldn't touch those seeds it's Like that stuff is pretty bad news And Barbara's like oh okay so you, you shouldn't eat or drink it He's like no no even just coming into contact with it It would be a bad thing Finally You know it comes out That, that Barbara has this insecticide Shit on her because like She used her handkerchief and she won't let Ian touch The handkerchief even though she already touched his hands earlier, I don't know it's like the whole thing, like she's really irresponsible in this, and uh, so the doctor's like, well, you done did it, <laughs> you know, you, you you, got. why didn't you tell anybody that you had that insecticide shit on your hands, so he decides what they're gonna do is they go back into the console room um, with this big huge seed, and uh, you know, they're they're gonna, like, his idea is that by getting the ship back to its proper dimensions, that the insecticide will no longer affect her, because it's gonna, it'll be way too tiny. Now, why, that's the thing, and it's not like, you would imagine, like, maybe the insecticide would grow along with the travelers, when, you know, when they're, uh, you know, brought, back to full size, but it works the way he thinks, and, like, the seed is, like, really tiny, um, and they they're back to their own their own size at this point. So, you know, Barbara's fine. <laughs> and that was another thing, like, their decision to stick around longer and try to stop the whole DN6 thing, um, it, you know, by the Doctor's own logic, you would think they would have been like, oh, we need to get the hell out of here, and, you know, so just not not get a hold of that insecticide and be you know be done like get be done with this whole thing. Um, you know, get like to where it'll no longer affect her. She won't be sick and she won't die. <laughs> you know, so but anyway, it works out some weird way and they're back to their regular size i thought it'd be funny if like uh maybe their clothes were like just a little bit too big you know like the doctor's like man this cloak is just a little bit too but <laughs> they didn't do that and then they're heading somewhere else and the screen is all messed up the scanner screen the doctor's like what the hell's going on here oh wait wait here we're about to see where we're gonna go where we're going and then like that's the end of the episode and the next episode is called World's End. And it's the beginning of the something invasion of Earth. I won't give it away right now. Um, because at the time, you wouldn't have known until the end of that episode. When you see uh, who the uh, the, the um, invaders are invading Earth. Um, but now we've got these big long serial names where it's like, you know, like... Okay, this is the first part of so-and-so. It's like, oh, you know... Oh, they're coming back. I'm not going to tell you who that is. I'm sure you can guess um, what alien race is coming back. So, anyway. So that's Planet of Giants, though. Um, it's interesting. I, I, It's kind of innovative and uh, experimental. I don't know if it really succeeds as a compelling story. I mean, there, there are times where you're like, Oh, shit, here we go. But, like... It doesn't quite measure up in, in in several spots. Like it doesn't some some places it doesn't quite make sense. Um, I don't know if there is there notably. There's only one point in the story that I noticed where you could see the difference, really, of like. You know the time travelers next to something and see where they look tiny, and that's when um, you see the the um, Faraday's Faraday's? Faro's face. um, You know, as he's already died, and then you see Ian walking by all nonchalantly, like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) So, other than that, you basically just see the travelers, and then it it moves to the the you know Forrester or whoever else is there. Um, you don't really see them tiny next to, because, you know, because, I mean, they didn't have those kind of special effects so much back in the 1964, but, uh, but that's, you know, that's a minor quibble. Um, that's, I mean, I can't really complain about that. Um, and I mean, if it was a movie, like they had that that movie, Incredible Shrinking Man, you know, I mean, they would have had more of a budget so they could have done that a little bit more where you see and i really like that movie by the way that's that's a really um interesting movie um richard matheson wrote the book um where this guy gets into something and it starts to shrink him like an inch day or something like that then they made a they did a remake in the 70s with lily tomlin called the incredible shrinking woman and um she did great in that but like it's it's so weird the stuff that they changed. like they they made they added like a a gorilla character and there's like this whole sinister plot that didn't need to happen you know kind of like in this one there was a sinister plot we had enough drama for three episodes with just the doctor and the the other travelers you know companions um being tiny we we didn't need all this extra stuff of, like, uh, you know, there's this insecticide... they got to figure out a... You know, no, 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 no. It's kind of like there doesn't always have to be, like, a monster. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that idea. Um, there could be dangerous things going on... Just in the surrounding. I mean, they did... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is, like, a almost two-hour movie, I think. And that's what that is. But, again, I guess it's the whole thing of, like... They couldn't have really... They, they, they couldn't have had... A bunch of like moving insects. I mean that you know that that whole thing. Um so it's fine. But all in all, I mean the story is like I said, it's not bad. Um but I, I don't think it's a classic. I don't think there's anything really special about it. It's like sort of it's just sort of quaint. Um it's it's sort of a uh a uh Oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's sort of an oddity, I guess, a little bit there. Um, um, and uh, there's a word I'm trying to think of. Novelty. It's kind of a novelty in the Doctor Who series. But uh, I think I would give it a 6 out of 10. Like I say, it's it's decent. Um, it it it's, only, it's only three episodes, so it'll go by fast enough. And, um, you know, it's got some interesting ideas, uh, but it doesn't quite, uh, it, you know, it doesn't quite uh, materialize, um, no pun intended, to a, a really well thought out story. <laughs> there was just, There's some stuff that really just doesn't make sense. So anyway, yeah, I, w- I would go with a 6 out of 10 for our second season opener. And uh, looking ahead... Um, it took me a few days to get through this just because of my work situation and there's a lot going on so I'm, I'm some of these things I, can, I know I can't rush them like I've got to just um, life happens so and I, I do want to continue with this with this project I don't want to lose sight of it so it's gonna be one of those things where I pick it up when I can I, I ideally I would like to be able to get through a full, Season of the show per month, like uh, roughly, like I, I, but that might not be possible. Um, these early seasons, especially, are, you know there's a like I think season two has nine stories in it. Let me let me see if I can let me see if I can name them. We got Planet of Giants, and then that's a three-parter. And then we've got the mm, Invasion of Earth, which is a six-parter. And then we've got the Rescue which is just a two-parter. That'll be quick. The Romans is a four-parter. The Web Planet, which I'm not looking forward to, is a six-parter. Uh, the uh, And there's the Crusade, which is a four-parter. Uh, the Space Museum is a four-parter. The Chase is a six-parter. And then um, the Time Meddler is another four-parter. So that's, yeah, that's nine stories. Um, that's, a, that's a really full season of, of the show. So, anyway, I, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to get all the way through it um, this month, which is okay. I'll just, I'll do, I'll do what I can. Um, I'll do this as I, as I can. I should be able to release this episode today, October fourth. Um, also, while I'm thinking about it, uh, there are some new episodes of Doctor Who coming up. Next month, November, for the 60th anniversary. Um, there are three. There are three specials starring David Tennant as the 14th Doctor. Um, I don't think that's much of a spoiler because it's been out in the news like crazy, and it's you know, yeah. So I'm not going to worry about that. But um, as far as like a, f- I probably won't be reviewing those fully on this show because I want to. I want to keep the uh, the momentum of the uh, the series. As I'm talking about it chronologically, um, but I might discuss them briefly um, as I as I watch them next month when they when they're broadcast, whatever the dates are going to be. Um, and uh, so I, I might mention them briefly. Um, there will also be a Christmas special, and then uh, next season I think is supposed to start in the spring. I'm pretty sure. I think they've got it all. I think they've got it all shot and everything, so that you know that'll you know series fourteen will be in the spring. Um, so like a, yeah, so I'll, I'll probably mention them in passing, but they won't be full reviews. That I, I would I, technically it could be like a decade before I get to those. If I if I kept this going for ten years, it'd be like a decade before I review those specials. Um, if I keep going like I'm going right now Which originally For this show, for Somewhere in the Universe I was going to do it Kind of at random Like, like you know start Maybe maybe I would have started out with An Unearthly Child, then I would have been like Oh, here's a fourth Doctor story And then here's a tenth Doctor one And then you know, go back to, to the third, and like I was gonna, I was gonna go at random... like a random marathon. But I'm glad that I'm doing it this way, where I can really discuss the progression of the series a, as I go, instead of because otherwise I would be have to be like, okay, well this one has the ninth doctor, and his thing is that he just came out of a war, and you know he you know he wears like a a, a black leather jacket, and, you know I would have had to like do it that way, whereas with this you can just. You, you can trace the progression of, of the series. And I'm really glad that, I, that I'm that i doing it like that. Also, I think I touched this I touched on this already, but uh, I'm not really going to go too much into the expanded series or the expanded universe of Doctor Who. Um, I could, because the title of this show, Somewhere in the who it could be anything to do with Doctor Who. Or, like, the spin-offs like Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures and stuff, but I don't really. I don't know. I don't want to get too far off course here. Um, like I said, I might mention something here and there, but I'm not. You know, and if I if I got into this mode of like, well, I have to cover all of the big finish audio stuff. There's no freaking way in hell I could do that because there's so much of it. Now, what I might do eventually is cover some of the so-called lost stories like in the sixth doctor era there was a whole season that was supposed to air that was supposed to be uh, the episodes would have been made and aired and then like the season was canceled before they made any of it and then they've they've done audio adventures with big finish based off of those stories uh, with the original with the original actors and stuff seventh doctor there are stories like that too where like you know if the season if the series hadn't been cancelled like these stories would have been made and then the eighth doctor um, really only appeared in a TV movie and then a short web episode um, back ten years ago um, for the 50th anniversary and uh, but there were tons of eighth doctor audio adventures made and it seems like you know there there's I mean, you you could go about some of those and be like, okay, this is the Eighth Doctor era and kind of make a go of it. I I think that would be interesting to kind of trace some of that. Uh, But I've got a long time before I've got to decide that. You know, it's going to be a a while before I even... Like, there's a chance I'll be done with Hartnell by the end of 2023. (laughs) But, um, again, I'm not going to force myself and rush the thing and then like get burned out on it like i'm going to i'm doing this kind of a natural pace to it um kind of as i as i go try to do a, one or two stories per week and uh, you know i think it'll be it'll that's a good way to go with it so um that's what i'm thinking right now um uh, for this going going forward so going forward we will continue like, each episode of this show will be covering a story of, you know, from the Hartnell era and then Troughton and, and on, word like that. Um, I might do a special for the 60th anniversary. Um, I was thinking I would do a separate episode for it, you know, just like about the, um, the show kind of in general. Just kind of briefly, maybe I briefly discuss each Doctor um, you know, and, uh, just kind of off the top of my head, what I think of the, the show and, you know, kind of in general, but otherwise it's pretty much just going to be in this mode where, um, each episode is a review of, of like the next Doctor Who story and the next Doctor Who story. There are also the two Peter Cushing movies. In the sixties, um, they came out with two movies starring Peter Cushing as the doctor, uh, they made him like a movie version, where he's like basically a human, um, and uh, he's just like invented the TARDIS, and they're based off of the first two Dalek stories. Which okay, and I just said what? Never mind. Whoa, train! <laughs> we get some interesting traffic noises going on in this in this show. Let me tell you. But I, I think, and, and I can get those on Amazon pretty cheap. Um, I haven't seen them since I was a kid, so that's a whole new area almost, or like a, a you know, like I haven't seen those movies in, in uh, probably about 40 years, and uh, so it would be fun to review those and compare them with the uh, the 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 stories that they're based on, and um, you know, do that whole thing. So that's probably what I'll I'll. I'll do at some point but I'll probably just like incorporate that into something else You know, into like Maybe Maybe the Mission, of the Mission of the Unknown Episode would be good for that Because that story is literally just one episode So it's going to be quick And also it's a reconstruction So I probably won't be talking for as long Because <laughs> the actual episode is missing So maybe I'll combine the Cushing movies Into that episode That would be a good idea uh, that's actually that's probably that probably is what I'll do. So but that that's uh, kind of what I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, um, if I you know if I play my cards right, I, I will get through heart and all by the end of this calendar year. but if not it's no big deal. Um, you know my, my objective is just to keep moving forward. So, anyway, let's let's wrap up now, and uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna wrap up. I'm nearly to the destination of where I'm going to to where I'm headed about, <laughs> and uh, I'll uh, release this episode tonight. And uh, I just I just want to say thanks for uh, listening for um, joining me on this little quest, this dangerous journey. Um, and uh just gotta say what was my tagline oh yeah um until next time uh which when we'll be discussing the invasion of earth (laughs) i gave it away already but that's all right um next time until next time uh go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that i am not mistaken in mine